Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome everyone to the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik of FiveForHowling.com joining us on today's episode as we get you to all the latest Coyotes news. We're back after the Labor Day weekend, so we are finally um, you know, getting you back up to date if everything happened over the weekend. Quite a bit did happen, so... Uh, be sure to stay tuned throughout today's episode as we break it all down for you. Before we do that, let's check in with Carl. How how you doing? How is your Labor Day weekend? Uh, I'm doing good. Labor Day weekend is good. I went up to Flagstaff, actually. Um, just needed some time away from the heat. There was an outdoor arts festival. I got a really cool Coyotes picture where it was like three vintage t-shirts like broken up and made into one collage picture. It was a good weekend. That's awesome. You know, personally for me, I was uh, I was working quite a bit on uh, Saturday. I worked pretty much all day getting ready for the uh, Arizona Wildcats football game against BYU. Um, and I was pretty much going to be doing that all uh, every week, doing getting ready for college football every week. Yeah, I can't complain. It's a fun job. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, working on Labor Day always feels very weird, but it, when you're doing something you like to do, it certainly is better than, you know, working a job you hate i mean i'd rather take the I'd, I'd rather be working on labor day and save my quote rest day or day off than um and apply it somewhere else to play you know a day that might, might, might matter more to oh me, yeah you know? i mean my company gave me an off i would have gone up to flagstaff anyways this weekend just because it felt like a good weekend but i mean if you're gonna give it to me i'm gonna take advantage of it Absolutely. I, I mean, that's a good way of putting it. But anyways, let's get let's get straight to the news. I know a lot of people want to start hearing our thoughts about what happened uh, over the weekend. And I guess we can go ahead and talk the biggest one that uh, everyone wants to hear about. And that is the news that the Arizona Coyotes have traded Christian Dvorak to the Montreal Canadiens for their 2022 first round draft pick and their 2024 second round draft pick. This is pretty big news. Before I want to get to you, Carl, I just want to make to, um, a, like a quick thought about this. If anyone was really truly surprised by the fact that Christian Dvorak got traded, you need to really come back and, and realize what, what the Coyotes are doing here. They're committed to a rebuild. This is something that was expected. But Carl, let me get your thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree. It was definitely an expected move. Um, it was one that I could kind of see the Coyotes not doing um, or waiting maybe a little bit, um, maybe a season or two, um, just to see how far the rebuild is, like how things go the first year. Uh, Christian Dvorak has quite a few more years left on his contract. Um, you don't always see those players get traded right away. It's a smart move for a team that's looking to just completely blow it all up. Um, yeah, it, it shouldn't have come as a surprise really to anyone, though, that anyone on this team could be traded. 
I think a lot of people were upset just because essentially the core that once was is now blown up. Yeah. The only person you really have left is Jacob Chikrin. And, and I think that, I mean, obviously Phil Kessel's still there, still there but he still might leave. Yeah. Um, well, you still have uh, uh, Clayton Keller but, and Nick Schmaltz. Uh, I would say those two. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, they're also core, but no one wants to take up those contracts because they're not to, to be honest they're overpaid yeah. um christian so devore no was that. not overpaid he had a very team-friendly deal um and he worked really hard which i think is gonna make him very endearing to the fans um he they are like christian devore is the type of player that you fall in love with on your team and you just want like seven more of them uh so i'm sure plenty of people have lost their favorite coyotes player uh, in the past few weeks and months. Uh, and if they're still on the team, there's a pretty good chance that that loss is going to be coming sooner or later. Unless you're talking Jacob Chikrin, because like we said, he is the untouchable. Yeah. Uh, there was that rumor that someone post that tried posting and tried baiting, saying that he was thinking about getting traded. Don't believe any of that, because I said this for for months, that out of any player on the roster for the Arizona Coyotes, he is absolutely untouchable. He will not be going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's hockey, so anyone could be traded. Um if you told me to imagine a potential uh, Jacob Chicken trade and gave me like two hours, I could come up with something that, you know, fans of both teams would hate and would therefore be a good trade, but it's not happening. Uh, I thought about retweeting that tweet with like, is the two first round picks just to talk to GMBA and like get in the door? Cause it's going to take way more than that to get Chicken. Like, it's not even a good rumor. It's like something you would see on a forum that immediately gets shot down by a NHL GM game mode. Yeah, let's go straight back to the uh, to the Dvorak trade. Um, as mentioned, it is a uh, first round in next year's draft and a and a second round in twenty twenty four. This, of course, the big one is the first round of next year's draft. The Arizona Coyotes. Three first-round draft picks in 2022 and five second-round draft picks in the same year. Eight draft picks in the first two rounds. This, Carl, is how you rebuild a team. Exactly. It is just truly phenomenal what uh, Bill Armstrong has done for this team and set them up in a position where they are hopefully going to be successful. Um Drafting is always, you know, a risk. As Coyotes fans, we know drafts frequently do not work out in your favor. But that's why you gotta get as many picks as you can. You gotta make sure that you stack the deck as it is. Um, and they're doing the right thing in just getting all of the picks. And I'm sure they're gonna trade some of them too, because as everyone keeps saying, this draft is gonna be deep. Those picks are going to be worth a lot when the, the trade deadline comes. If anything, it could be uh, package those couple of the seconds that they have to make another first. Because we all know that this upcoming draft, you've heard me say it, is incredibly strong. Obviously, uh, two of the top three prospects, including Shane Wright and Matthew Savoy. But my God, if you look down the entire freaking uh, gambit of 
who's in this draft, it is strong. Yeah. So to have these, even if they don't package these into other picks, other assets, I mean, they're going to have some fun with the draft. Yeah. They, Bill Armstrong is going to have just all of the options available to him when it comes to the draft. He can get any type of team he wants uh, five years from now, which is truly phenomenal to see. Um, and they just got to hope that they're able to properly develop those players once they get it. Cause that's a, another problem that the coyotes have struggled with. And we know Bill Armstrong is supposed to be better at that. Um, so yeah, we get to see what he can do in drafting and developing, uh, a new Arizona coyotes, um, that's going to be good in hopefully three to four years, and it's going to be terrible for the upcoming three. Yeah, and uh, to, to circle back briefly just to the idea of Christian Devark being gone, it does suck. Yes, a lot of you guys, it's it's you know it's that whole emotional thing. A lot of you guys had emotional attachment to Christian Devark. I could read that over the covering you know the last couple of seasons. He is a good player. He's an exciting player. He's got. You know, he's definitely got the talent and, you know, he was fun to watch. And not to mention, it was heartbreaking to find out that uh, he found out he got traded just a couple days after closing on a house in Arizona. But, you know, that's the game of hockey. Things can happen in a split second like that. Yes, it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah, Uh, I saw that. um, And I have actually just closed on my house a couple months ago so i know exactly what that feeling is uh christian dvorak i'm sure bought a much better house than i did um and um hopefully he doesn't have too much problems reselling it phoenix real estate has been pretty hot right now so that could be a blessing in disguise for him like three years from now he's like you know i flipped my house in arizona made an extra two mil Eh, wasn't too bad being traded Maybe I'll go back to the Coyotes uh, and start all over again. Hey, why not? Why not? Hey, we still got quite a bit of news to come out to you guys, um, including talking about development camp and talking about um, arena news and stuff like that. Before we get to all that, though, I want to remind you guys that it's that time of year again and all eyes are turning to football as teams are going back to the gridiron and start the football season. If you're looking to bet, I know a lot of you guys are wanting to bet, uh, especially this coming up this week, because sports betting will be coming legal in the state of Arizona. Be sure to have Bet Online as your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the NF and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up for a free account today using the promo code Locked On for a 100% welcome bonus. Again, that is a 100% welcome bonus, a full-on match of what you deposit with your first deposit. Be sure to also take advantage of their opening day super promo and make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be funded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, including hockey as well, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Once again, that is betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
And did you guys know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You are playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, win or take all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. So play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times your ba- three times back on your first play. They're giving a 300% match. That is unheard of. Once again, go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. All right, Carl, now it's time to t- go into the next bit of news. And coming up this week, uh, I believe, like, I believe starting Thursday, I believe, is and is the Arizona Coyotes development camp, prospect development camp. So we are, this is the step one of hockey being back, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, it it feels like it's been gone for so long and yet just ended. Um, because we didn't get to see things like the prospect development camps or preseason during the weird last year. Um, it is really fun to see the younger players like show what they can do at this level. Um, you're right. It starts on Thursday, September 9th, goes all the way to Monday, September 13th. Um, it's available to the public. I definitely recommend people check it out if you get the time. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be really good because again, this uh, roster will include plenty of the Arizona Coyotes' top prospects. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys want to watch ninth overall pick from this previous draft, Dylan Gunter. He will be at the prospect development camp. Um, you can you can name whoever else is gonna be there. Let's let's just take a look at the roster. Josh um, Stone, Liam Kirk, uh, Matthias Maselli. Maybe mispronounce that one. Uh, ben McCartney, Ryan McGregor, um, as well as defensemen Cameron Crowdy, Ty Everson, Vladislav Kolkin... Koyachunuk? Sure. Sorry, I didn't prep that one. Uh, and Yanis Mosier. Um, so we got plenty of good names. Um, we are currently doing a 25 under 25 at 5 for Howling. Uh, I actually just published the one for Ben McCartney um, today when we're recording this. Uh, really interesting prospect to watch. Definitely uh, should be getting a lot more news about these players um, in the coming weeks, and it'll be great to see them, you know, see what they can do in person. And plus, it, uh, the, the fun thing is, it's the prospect development camp first, I think, probably ends with a scrimmage between, like, you know, you have white versus red. Um, and then it gets better because in the week ne- and the next week, is the rookie camp where you have obviously it's all just rookies and that's a tournament playing against rookies of other teams of the sharks of the kings of the ducks uh so you guys are going to be in for some fun obviously if you want to watch any other like i think a lot of the rookie camp is going to be for other teams are just going to be at uh 
Ice Den, but Coyote is again at Gila River Arena. Most of this is going to be at Gila River Arena, if I'm not mistaken, for the Coyote side. Uh, yep, it looks like it will. The development camp will be at Gila River Arena. All the Coyotes games will be at Gila River Arena. So unless you wanted to see like the Kings play the Knights, I don't know if they're going to be. Uh, playing each other but whatever um you can just stick to gila river arena and get all your prospect goodness um dylan Dylan gunther is i've seen speculation he may make the team at a training camp or at least get you know his his first couple games so it's it'll be a cool thing to be able to say like i saw him at his first development camp so definitely a great opportunity for fans here I mean, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, I think a lot. I think that's going to be that should be the most excitement for people. Dylan Gunter, just again, you know, picked ninth overall. He should be an exciting player to watch. I've got a chance to you know read about this guy. He's, I mean, he should be a good hockey player, and you know, he's definitely obviously if a rebuilding team. You want to see some goodness coming out of yeah. this. He is a big part of this rebuild. Uh, the team traded to get the the pick to draft him and they got a good one. So yeah, I know I'm definitely excited. And like I said, um, you get to learn a lot about these players and especially after kind of a, kind of a blackout last year for a lot of younger players, we didn't get too much. So you can see like, Hey, this person took COVID really seriously. They've been working their ass off. They're doing so much better than I'd ever thought they do. And that's really the fun part about these rookie camps. Anything could happen between one year and the next. And I think the, uh, the cool thing, especially is for someone like me is to see someone who isn't quite old enough for the roadrunners yet, but still has a few more years. The thing like, Hey, this guy might be on the roadrunners next year. Um, and then from the roadrunners, go make the way to the coyotes. I like to see who's going to be playing for Tucson. Because obviously that's where I live, and that's I've been covering Tucson now for going on close to my sixth year, what? No, fifth fifth year fifth year covering them. Like it's uh, maybe I'm trying to can't calculate now because they've been in existence for five years, and I joined in year two. So yes, it's my fifth year covering them. It's been great. Uh, and that's why I like, and that's why I'm excited. I'm excited for these development camps because essentially it's either. Current roadrunners having a shot to see if how they've developed and whether or not they might have a chance at their main roster or seeing who's going to eventually be on the roadrunners. Yeah. You're going to get a chance to see Liam Kirk. Um, he is likely going to be on the roadrunners next year. So if you're down in Tucson, want to see next year's team come up. I'm st- I, I still want to uh, get my Liam Kirk Kachina Roadrunners jersey. Absolutely, yeah. You need to get one and then get one for me. Um, and don't worry, I'll, I'll pay back. Just uh, <laughs> give it to me first. We use, we use, I'll use my locked-on check for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be good. And then just uh, wait until he makes his NHL debut. Get, the, get a Coyotes Kachina Kirk jersey. And you could just be like, yep, I have multiple Kachina Kirks. Uh, and that would be awesome, unless you don't know hockey, in which case it would be very confusing. Yeah, that would be quite confusing. But again, super excited for the uh, prospect development camp coming up. Um, so, and again, uh, I, and I said it was going to be red versus white. I mean, it was a mistake. It's black versus white. 
Um, but that's what it's going to be. And again, it's, that's going to be, um, next Monday and yes, it is free and open to the public as Carl said. Um, so be sure to go ahead and check it out again. You, uh, uh, again, it's, it's should be a good time, but we still got more to get to. Obviously, um, quite a bit of week for the Arizona Coyotes. We will talk some more arena news. Cue uh, some uh, dramatic noise right here. Question? Yeah, just joking around. Uh, but seriously, uh, quite a bit more to get to. But first, I want to remind you guys that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the land. Has so many def- delicious flavors that there's something for everyone. That if you don't know all the flavors you are missing out, you have coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, cookies and cream. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal flavors, all of them. If you haven't tried all of them, you can go get a mixed box where you get two of the each nine flavors. Um, and you can maybe order another box later on of which one you decide is your favorite. Uh, and again, I'll tell you, cookies and cream is absolutely phenomenal. It takes me back to my childhood when I would get cookies and cream ice cream because that's that's that, that's how it goes. Um, but not only are they healthy, they are um, not only the best tasting, but they're also healthy. See how I you know, fix myself there. Here's some of the, some of the information for you. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. If you go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get a 15% off your order. Once again, that is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, now it's time to go ahead and wrap things up here on Locked On Coyotes to talk some arena news. This kind of dropped uh, dropped at the end of last week, and you heard me mention it briefly when I was on the crossover episode with Chris Maciele of, of Locked On Avalanche. But let's go further into it because this is a pretty big step. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the Arizona Coyotes have officially submitted the proposal uh, from the request for proposals from the city of Tempe to develop that land uh, uh, off of uh, part, uh, was it Rio Salado and Rio Salado and priest priest. That's what it Rio Salado and priest uh, to build a entertainment district and arena. And this is huge because obviously we're talking about the whole Gila river problems where they're going to go next. This is a huge step because they very well could have a future home coming soon. Yeah. Uh, the city of Tempe confirmed that they'd received one bid for the proposal for from Bluebird Development, which is apparently the Coyotes. I don't know why it's called that, but who knows? Um, that land is a really good site. Um, I actually just drove by it this weekend as I was picking up my old roommate for the trip up to Flagstaff. Um, it's really good location should make things like really easy for fans in the East Valley fans in the West Valley. You should have no problem getting to this arena. If it becomes a thing, it's the only one. So the city of Tempe could still reject it, but that seems pretty unlikely at this point, especially because the, uh, so I think based on, but what that from that whole application, I think that's from the Coyotes developer, or like they reach out to the developer that's like and they're like all right we'll privately fund this you build this for us because obviously the coyotes aren't the one to build it yeah. they have a construction contractor doing it for them uh but still that's how it's going to work um 
And yeah, like, like you said, Coyotes are the only one to put in the proposal, which is a promising thing. That's how it should be. Um, there were that rumors that you guys probably heard that uh, Robert Sarver of the Phoenix Suns was going to put in a proposal, which would have really ticked a lot of people off because they just put a lot of money into what's now called Footprint Arena like only a couple years ago. Um, but luckily, those rumors weren't true. The Coyotes are the only ones. So if it gets awarded... We know the Coyotes are the ones to get it. And it's just good news. I think, yeah, again, I'm calling this good news because, again, it's uh, the the likelihoodness of this ha- of, of this getting getting through is pretty high. Uh, there's still, obviously, you know, the dramatic changes that could happen for some odd reason where they're like, nah, we don't want it. Um, that would throw a huge wrench in the Coyotes' future. Uh, but... This shows promise because everyone was talking about, oh, coyotes are relocating. No, they're not. <laughs> they are not. Yeah. Um, when I drive around Tempe now, it looks like a completely different city than when I graduated from ASU. Um, and that was only 10 years ago. Uh, they clearly want to develop Tempe into a bigger city. Um, that's why they have like a lot of office space there, but they also want to make sure that people are having fun and an arena just fits perfectly for them. It fits perfectly for the coyotes. It really is a win-win situation that as a coyotes fan, I'm taught to be afraid of and avoid, uh, because this seems far too good to be true, but uh, for right now, uh, it seems like it's 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 happening in a positive way. Like the, the boxes that need to get checked are getting checked and that's great. Like if they had missed the proposal, that would have been devastating for fans. Even the initial like pushback of the proposal, there was like, uh, is that something we need to be concerned about? Are they not committed to it? But, but no, they made the deadline, they decided to do it on the day of, which, I'm sure made everyone a little bit more anxious, but they did it. Now we just need to see, you know, what are the details of the proposal? What are we looking at for arena, for the arena? Um, a lot of people have questions about, you know, what kind of public support is going to be required. And everything I've read makes it sound like it's going to be all private, but until we get a contract in front of us, like that's nothing you can, you know, reliably count on. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of factors going into this, especially not because it's not only is an arena, as I mentioned before, this is a full-on entertainment district. They're going to have shops, um, and they're going to have uh, like you know, bars, restaurants. There'll probably be a piano bar because be... there's always a piano bar at entertainment districts. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a full-on thing. Um, obviously, um, just look at. How, Obviously, this is a whole like a whole different entertainment district type. But look what you know. Look where the Coyotes are now in Healy River Arena, right next, right outside Westgate. Like you know, entertainment districts are what kind of they they bring a lot of people and they bring a lot of a lot more revenue because people are going to spend a little bit earlier. They're gonna get there earlier, shop around, get some gear, maybe get some food, and walk to the game. That's how it works. That's what's going to bring in a lot of revenue, and um, and based off what I'm hearing, like I said on several podcasts before, but they want to make this a like a a, a deer district, like what they did in Milwaukee during the NBA Finals. And like, 
I heard about that. I seen what that looks like. And, I, and now I'm like, oh my God, I want this more. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot that they could do there. Um, and I think Coyotes will be more willing to do that kind of stuff at a, a place that was built for them in a way that, like, Westgate was built for the Coyotes. Um, or, yeah. But city councils have made it pretty clear that the relationship with the ownership um, has never been on stable ground, not since the team declared bankruptcy. So this definitely feels like it could, you know, be a fresh start for everyone involved and fresh start for ownership, fresh start for heck the NHL. Uh, We were supposed to have an all-star game. We never got one. Um, why not give us a draft? Why not give the Coyotes an all-star game in a space like that? Heck, why not do a winter classic? Um, because that is not going to happen as long as the Coyotes are at Gila River Arena. Gary Bettman will make sure of that. Yeah. Um, now, I do want to uh, make clear to everyone that uh, it's going to take months for this for the city to uh, to review this application. Yeah. It's going to take a long time. Like, be, don't be surprised if 2022 hits, like the you know the new year hits, and we still don't have anything to talk about about what's what's new. Maybe there might be some news of you know where they're leaning at that point, but this is going to be a super slow process. So I know a lot of you guys are going to ask us about it, but let's be <laughs> let's be a little bit calm here. Let's calm down. This is the first step, and um. We'll see from here. Uh, I have seen AZ Central report that it could happen by the end of the year, but that could is definitely carrying a fair amount of weight. Uh, we're also that's why I said don't. Su- yeah. we're also not going to know any don't be details until uh, it actually gets approved or rejected, unless it gets leaked in some way. So uh, I've had people ask, like, is it going to? Like, what's financing like? We're like, eh, we don't know for sure yet. Uh, how many seasons is it going to have? I mean, we know the city of Tempe. We don't know. I mean, yeah, we know the city of Tempe doesn't want it, d- doesn't want very many public funds at all. Yeah. So that's the one thing we know. We know this is a privately funded. Yeah. Uh, but the question is, how much? Because uh, you can look at, I want to, I'm going to actually look at another example. Um, let me bring up the uh, development of T-Mobile Arena. That is the one you want to kind of comp- uh, compare because that's it. I mean, that was pretty relatively recent, right? Yeah. Um, how much did that cost? $375 million. I mean, that's a lot for us. It's not a lot for, for the people with the money who are paying for this. Um, if you want to compare to another one, Key Arena, which is what it was called at the time, now called Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. Um, so this was a, re- a renovation, and still this one cost about $900 million. So obviously, I don't think the Coyotes are going to touch that kind of money. I'm probably thinking somewhere close to what the T-Mobile... Actually, because that's entertaining. Hmm. Probably about I want I'm gonna guess like half a billion dollars, about five hundred. Yeah, and and I guess that's gonna, that's gonna be my guess again. 
don't don't quote me on this because that's because again we don't know it we don't know this but i'm i'm saying this is what it's going to be because we have to consider that the t-mobile arena was really just the arena plus like the plaza outside because it had everything else already built it's it was built inside an entertainment district heck vegas is an entertainment district yeah yeah so there's got to be more more funds to it. So you have to add in a couple extra money to this. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's really going to depend on how big they want to go with that entertainment district. Um, and I could see them going really big with it. Um, who knows? Maybe the city of Tempe wants a a whole lakefront because I got Tempe Town Lake. It looks like they're building out towards that, and that's going to require a lot of stuff. So I could see them going big. I could see it being a very pricey endeavor. And I think everyone is kind of aware of where the public are right now when it comes to public financing for arenas. So I think like everyone should know what's going on with this. I don't expect we're going to get a lot of surprises in the coming months, which is a good thing. No news is going to be good news in this case. Yeah, that's definitely going to be the case here. Um, But again, I think everyone at this point is bringing a huge sigh of relief that the proposal is in and the Kyrie's are the only ones. And things are, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a, it's, it's a very, very distant light, but we can see it. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely reasons to be happy. Um, and you can't always say that as a Coyotes fan. Uh, <laughs> after... Yeah months of just uh torture yeah and and it's i do always find in these kind of situations like the waiting is the harder thing so like we were waiting for the team to submit it and now that's done that's going to be the harder waiting than um waiting for it to get approved because we all know that's going to be like you know a long time down Please know that's going to be a long time down, and don't ask us about it every single time. Yeah. But the the thing that we might know in the next couple, in the coming months could be a where the next temporary home for the Coyotes will be, because we know this thing's not going to be finished. And if like if it gets approved and it, you know, it gets built in under a year, I will be absolutely astonished. Yeah, um, there would have to be like alien spacecraft landing on earth and supplying us with advanced technology for it to happen in a year we'd be like what did you do um so it's gonna take some time it's gonna take probably at least a season uh and is that gonna be at gila river arena is that gonna be at veterans memorial coliseum but we is it gonna be at chase field we don't know (laughs) Yeah, um, if it's, I can see potentially finding out early if they do an extension with the city of Glendale. So if it's Gila River Arena, I could see that being announced like early on. If it's anything else, that's not going to be until the end of this year, uh, at least. So that'll be interesting, unless something gets leaked, because there are definitely, you know, these are NHL franchises. Things get leaked sometimes. We find out things we weren't supposed to. Although the Coyotes have been pretty airtight on a lot of their news. Like I think they I think they're the best at making sure leaks don't come out. Yeah. I mean, small market team, there's not exactly a lot of people like pounding the pavement for it. Um and I mean what, just Craig Morgan and Steve Peters, the only people that like are really like true insiders uh and this is this isn't the kind of story where 
unless there's like a scandal with the arena, like I can't see anyone else being too concerned about it. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Um, or who knows? The Coyotes could be very vindictive and like announce it right away uh, just to piss off the city of Glendale. I could see that happening, and I would appreciate it. Yeah, that could that that could be one thing too. Um, because uh, plus that would be that that would be just a huge shocker to everybody to get everything uh, expedited as much as we can to find temporary home, and then it's like, yeah, we're staying in we're staying in Arizona because we have a future. Yeah. Um, and not only that, only will piss like piss off Glendale, but it will piss off everybody who's been saying the Coyotes are going to relocate. Yeah, it'll piss piss off Houston. It'll piss off Quebec. Uh, I still Kansas City, uh, Portland, you name. I it. don't see too many Kansas City or Portlands, but I see people who are like, so when are they moving to Quebec City? And it's like, oh, oh, honey, that's not even on the table. Like you are. Especially because below Houston, the whole central division. Yeah, like like if they're moving, they're moving to Houston. You're getting passed over again. It's it's kind of sad that you still think that um, it's going to be the Coyotes. Plus, I don't think plus I don't think Houston's ready for an NHL team yet, anyways. But probably not. Uh, I think the Gary Bettman is going to make sure that the team stays mm-hmm. in Arizona and. I think the team wants to stay in Arizona, which is not something that you could have said in the entire history of this franchise. Yeah, that's very true. But that's going to be uh, about just about time for here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Hope you guys like what you heard today. If you did, don't forget to leave a review. We're available uh, on Apple Podcasts where you can leave a review and also everywhere you get your podcasts, including Google, Spotify, and the all-new Odyssey app. Uh, so be sure to check us out there. You should check us out on social media. Our uh, Locked On Twitter account is at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Rabiano1. And Carl, go in and let them know where they can follow me. I'm at Carl Pavlock, FFH. You can follow all of us, interact with us, send us questions you have for the podcast, and we can answer them either directly or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.